It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, Zach, I, I actually just finished crushing some chicken parm, and I am freaking ready to rock and roll. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackaby. Thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen every single day. Happy Ferg Friday. Hope everyone enjoyed their Thanksgiving. You as well, Justin Ferguson of the Auburn Observer. How are you? I'm all right, man. How, I'm all right. How are y'all? Uh, good. You, I guess. Good. Fine. Yeah. Oh, I said y'all. It's early. It's, it's early for both of us. Um, <laughs> no, we're recording this a few hours before Auburn takes on UConn and basketball. So that's why mm-hmm. there's no basketball talk. But should be a fun week. And you'll have all the coverage yep. at, uh, at AuburnObserver.com. But yeah, let's talk about tomorrow's game. Let's talk about the Iron Bowl, Justin. Yeah. I've been kind of talking best case scenarios all week, like what needs to happen both to Alabama and to Auburn for this to go well for the Tigers. But I just don't see a scenario. The more people I talk to and the more I look at it, it's like I don't see a scenario where Auburn can slow down Alabama's passing attack for all 60 minutes. Yeah, it's going to have to be managing it the best best that you can. Um, I think they're going to absolutely have to pressure um, Bryce Young a lot more than they've tried to pressure some guys recently. I mean, they they dropped eight a ton with Will with Will Rogers, and you didn't get any of the benefits of dropping eight. Um, we've seen this Alabama offensive line give up a fair amount of sacks this season. Uh, Bryce Young's really great at managing the pass rush, um, and I understand why teams might be scared to blitz him a little bit more. I'm not even saying blitz. Like if you can get home with four a lot more regularly than you have been, uh, you know, that would be a big key for Auburn. But, you know, I think if you're looking at Auburn in this game, and, you know, fans are fans. They're not, you know, defensive coordinators and they're not defensive minds, um, you know, to the level of the, of the coaching staff. But like, I, yeah. I think I think Auburn fans would be a lot more uh, accepting of, a, of if, if Bryce Young has an excellent game on Saturday and – he does it while Auburn is getting pressure on him. Like you would much rather live with that because if you drop eight and you and you sit back there and he picks you apart, because that's the thing, Arkansas dropped eight a ton against him and he threw for the second most yards we've ever seen any SEC quarterback throw. Right. Auburn can't afford to do that. They cannot afford to do that. So they've got to get pressure on him, whether it's by just getting four out there or being very smart and selective with their blitzes. You know, the whole pitch for Derek Mason coming in was – um, changing up defensive fronts, doing different things with blitz packages and stuff like that. Like this is the time for him to unload the clip. Like he has got to throw it all out there and do whatever it takes to try to, you know, get after an offensive line that has been susceptible at times to the pass rush and a quarterback who is really, really good, uh, especially if you give him all the time in the world to throw the ball. Does your hat have a pig on it? This is the Buffalo Bills. Oh, my bad. My bad. This is a this is a shout out to Painter. Okay. All right. Yes. The, the Pats passed them in the AFC East standings. Just, just, I'm, yeah. just, I'm just putting that out there. I'm just putting that out there. No, so as, as, as someone who has the Bills defense and fantasy, it was not a great week for fair me enough. last weekend. Fair enough. Uh, so in regards to putting pressure on Bryce, what do you think that looks like? Do you send linebackers? Do you put four guys on the line of scrimmage at the start of the play? How do you think they do that? 
Yeah, I think you're going to have to make it very common to rush four. Uh, I think it's going to have to look more like that kind of pass rushing package we've seen them on third downs do. And then I think they're going to have to sometimes, you know, drop a guy into coverage, but then send a safety, send a smoke Monday, uh, which they did a lot of uh, down the stretch against Mississippi State. Um, Send a guy like Roger McCurry every now and then off the edge. Send a nickel. Um, you know, I think you've got to shake it up. I don't think you can be kind of like, all right, we're going to do this over and yes. over again because Young is such a smart and such a talented quarterback that he would be able to manage that very frequently. So I, I think your standard like pass rush, your traditional, here's our linemen, here's our edge guys, let's get after the quarterback. That they've got to be really good, but I also think at certain times you got to take some chances. And if Bama beats you when you take those chances. It's gonna. It's not gonna be fun, but like I, I think you li- you live with that a lot more because you have to get after this dude. Last week he picked apart an Arkansas defense that didn't really get much pressure on him. But if you look at the games like the LSU game, the Texas A and M game for Alabama, teams that have been able to get after him at, at a quarterback have had the most success. Yeah, and that's kind of where when I'm trying to talk myself into you know Auburn has a legitimate shot here. Is it's not the A and M game to me because. I think the talent gap's different there, but the the LSU game. It's like I think Auburn's mm. defense is just as good as or better than LSU's defense this year. Yeah. And it's like if they can do that in Tuscaloosa, why can't Auburn do that in Jordan Hare mm-hmm. Stadium? So that to me is the game where if I'm Brian Harson, I'm trying to figure out what exactly they did. Yeah, and and that game also uh it was several sacks in that game for LSU, several yeah. tackles for loss. Um and this and it was also a game where they didn't run the ball. Uh, Bama, Bama, and now and Bama has not had to run the ball really well to be an awesome team this season. Um, I think they're a little bit more okay with throwing the ball this season as they have been in the past uh, at the rate that they're doing it. But you, you got to live with that. I think you got to live with that if you're Auburn. Uh, but yeah, defensive front linebackers really do a good job of changing things up. Um, I'm not going to say confuse Bryce Young because he's he's really good and he's seen a lot already this season, but find ways to get after him, find ways to get after that defensive front and make this kind of a one-dimensional game where you can kind of pin your ears back a little bit more and get after the quarterback. He's going to get his yards. He's going to get his touchdowns. It's impossible to stop John Mechie and Jamison Williams over and over and over again. But managing that and finding ways to get some negative plays out there because that's the way. If, if, yeah. if Bama continues to kind of – take chunks at you over and over again, they're going to score a lot. Auburn's got to gamble a little bit, and hopefully you get into some second and long situations and third and long situations where you can guard the sticks and and get off the field. Right. You mentioned them sending Smoke Monday a lot. Is that something that Mason has done at other places where he blitzes one of his safeties, or is this a thing where it's like, honestly, Smoke Monday may be better at that than than you know playing deep thirds or something like that? Yeah, he does blitz his guys, uh, his safeties at his DBs um, a a decent amount. And Smoke is good at closing down, and Smoke is good at hitting people. Um, We all know that. And so I I think, you know, that was the thing with with Derek Mason's defensive front is that, you know, you do see some of those stuff sometimes where it's like they have one down lineman, and then there's just like four or five dudes kind of floating around that second level. And sometimes those can be safeties. Sometimes those can be inside linebackers or nickels or stuff like that. So – uh, I think it's just kind of adapting and learning your 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 personnel a little bit more as the season's gone on. And I think Smoke's one of those guys that um, brings value as a passer, especially when you don't have a guy like Owen out there. Right. Um, and, and Owen's speed and and kind of does safety like stuff. 
um you know smoke i i, I think is a, is a good replacement for that in the pass rush if you know the few times you do want to blitz from that position do we see elwin again this year man i don't think so it's just because you know, he, he was out for a while with that injury, and then when he came back, he just didn't look the same. Yes. He didn't look, you know, his his production was wasn't the same. Um, I I think you know if he if he was a hundred percent or if he felt like he could go and like give his best effort and 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 like provide good value to the team, I'm sure he would play. But I mean, the injury he picked up against Penn State has done a number on him, and it sucks because you know this is a guy who. I think has you know potential first round or at least second round NFL talent, and, and this this season that he's got right here, it's been hard for him to kind of put all that on, on film. Um, and so, uh, I'll be very interested to see what happens with Owen moving moving forward. Yeah, he's got to come back anyway, though. So, I mean, he he would have had to have a, a solid season next year, regardless. So he'll still be able to do that. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. I mean, like, there's a number of those guys. The defense, when you think about big picture moving forward for Auburn, is just like part of the reason why they need to get some sort of momentum, something. I mean, be competitive, get, come out of your first iron ball if you're Brian Harson, like so many guys before him, and say, okay, we can compete with this team, or, you know, we led this team at one point, or we straight up beat them. Yeah. You've got to do that because, like, there's a situation where you need to nail a lot of stuff in recruiting coming up. You got to nail the transfer portal. And, like, we already know Roger McCreary's not coming back. Right. Um, there are several stars on this defense that are draft eligible, and they're going to go through that process. And I think Owen will be one of them. Um, is Owen and, draft eligible? I thought he was. Yeah, uh, a, this is his, no, okay. He's a third, this is his third, he's a third year junior. Gotcha. And here's another. Here's another one. Uh, Colby Wooden's draft eligible as a redshirt sophomore. Yeah. Um. So like, I I wouldn't be surprised to see those guys go through the process, and they're going to have to make the best decisions for themselves. But like, you could get into a situation next year if you're Auburn where you have a defense that lost a good bit of star power and that yeah. is going to be a that'll make that'll make 2022 a lot tougher. I mean you'll lose your number one corner, you'll lose smoke. I think Albert fans will feel differently about that. You'll lose all of your linebackers in this scenario and almost all lose, of your defensive front. Yeah, you could lose Colby, you could lose you I mean it, there's an opportunity for Auburn to lose it. A, a massive amount of starters from from this defense, and yes, the defense has not been great, you know, all season long. Right. Um, but it's a whole lot, it's a whole lot tougher to try to rebuild that. Yeah. Um, then you know, then it, and I feel the same way about the offensive line. Like, you know, it, it, Auburn's offensive line has gotten mixed reviews to negative reviews um, in certain games this season and certain games the last few years. But it's right. like. Yeah, and then trying to rebuild off of that—that's easier than said than done. I feel the same. You know, defense and offensive line; those are the two reloading areas that I mean, it, it will make twenty twenty two a a difficult challenge for 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 this staff. It's not impossible, um, but they'd have to nail a lot in this offseason. It's a Ferg Friday here. Hey, today's show brought to you by our friends at NetSuite. This is it—the putt to win the championship. If you sink it, the championship is yours, but on your backswing, your hat falls over your eyes. Is this how you're running your business? Poor visibility because you're relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software. To see the full picture, you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. 
Over 27,000 businesses are already using NetSuite. Right now, through the end of the year, NetSuite is offering a one-of-the-kind financing program to those ready to upgrade at NetSuite.com slash LockedOnNCAA. Head to NetSuite.com slash LockedOnNCAA for special end-of-the-year financing on the number one financial system for growing businesses. NetSuite.com slash uh, LockedOnNCAA. Also, business owners and high-income professionals, listen up. Have you ever considered that by funding a 401k or an IRA, you're potentially creating a massive tax burden on your future self when you retire? Contrary to what you're told by traditional advisors and accountants, a 401k or IRA does not save on taxes. It just postpones the tax and tax calculation. So, uh, Ethan Dahl, the owner of Innovative Financial Solutions, has clients throughout the country Um, that he has helped assist with this and their future selves are super appreciative of him and how much money he saves them over the course of their life. Uh, Contact Ethan at 251-243-6038 or email him ethan at ethandaw.com. Ethan Daw, your alternative to traditional financial planning. It's a Ferg Friday. Jay Ferg, tell us what's going on at the Auburn Observer these days. I'm asking you to project like three or four days in the future right now. (laughs) A lot of basketball, a lot of basketball and Iron Bowl stuff. Yeah, uh, Monday's film room was on uh, kind of the big things from Auburn's offense against South Carolina, I think, were the big killers in that one. Uh, Wrote a column-y kind of thing on Tuesday saying kind of what I was saying earlier. Like, if you're Brian Harson, man, you really, really need to have a competitive game here. I'm not saying it's a must-win game, but, you know, you got to come out of your first Iron Bowl with some momentum uh, considering um, the situation you're in moving forward. Uh, and then there's a lot of uh, Battle for Atlantis coverage on there. Uh, we did a podcast on Wednesday previewing the Iron Bowl and uh, the matchups. And then by the time you're listening to this, Auburn have already played two of them. Um, so you will get all that at AuburnObserver.com um, and check it out. $6 a month, six, $60 a year. Everything we do gets sent straight to your email inbox, story-wise or podcast-wise. And uh, it makes a pretty good gift if you're thinking about it. It's Black Friday um, if you're if you're thinking about Something for an Auburn fan that you may feel like is a little difficult to buy for. We have gift options there that are very, very easy to set up, and you know they can, uh, you can schedule them out, and they can uh, the the subscription can become active on Christmas Day. You know we do a lot nice. of stuff like that as well. So yeah, yeah. There's a lot of a lot of ways to get involved, and, and a lot of ways to to share it at auburnobserver.com. That's cool. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, very busy week for the Auburn Observer with football and basketball really picking up at the same time. Mm-hmm. So that'll be cool. That'll be cool. Um, you mentioned, uh, just kind of, let's keep talking about the defensive backs here. Roger McCreary is a guy that I'm just, I'm never going to be really concerned about him. Who nope. else needs to step up if Auburn's going to pull this off? Is it, is it Jalen Simpson in your mind? Yeah, or is it somebody else? Whoever your number two corner is. And, and we saw road Torrance play a little bit out there in South Carolina. I think they're going to rotate. I think, I mean, Roger, put Roger on somebody and, and, and let him go to work. And, and, you know, but the thing with Alabama is, is, they don't just have one awesome receiver, which I mean, you're used to that now by now, right? Uh-huh, right. Um, it's Matchy and Jamison Williams, and uh, so yeah, it's that second corner, that second corner, whoever it's going to be or whoever it's going to be in terms of who they roll out there has got to play a really good game. Um, you know, I, I think back to some of the good performances Auburn has had in the Iron Bowls recently against awesome wide receivers. It's like there's usually, you know, a containment or at least like you know, a situation where multiple guys don't run wild on you. Um, you know, the, 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 the 19 iron bowl, you know, everybody saw, uh, was it, was it 19? Yeah, it was the 19 iron bowl where it was, 
where it was, uh, I, I am blanking on his name already. Uh, Dolphins, Jalen Waddle. Uh, Jalen Waddle went nuts in that game, right. right? But like Jerry Judy didn't have a huge game, and you know Devontae Smith, I think may have had may have had a couple of big plays. In it's that game. crazy like, how many they've had. Where it's just like goodness oh, yeah. gracious, and like the last five years they've got like ten first round receivers. It's wild. Yeah, I mean, and then you can go back to you know uh, the thirteen iron ball and Amari Cooper, and and you know you can go back before that as well. It's like they, they're going to was a freshman multi- on that team too, which is stupid. Yeah. yeah. He, you can throw. They're going to throw a bunch of really awesome receivers at you, and it's like Roger can. I'm not saying take care of one and completely shut him down, but like you, that second guy's got to make sure that like this doesn't become the John Mechie game or the Jamison Williams game. Sure, um, because if that happens, Auburn's going to have to like do some wa- wacky stuff like they did in the in the 19 Iron Bowl, where it's like turnovers and um, kind of crazy plays on offense. Yeah, somebody commented earlier this week on on. YouTube saying how it seems like they've tried a few tricky things this year. Auburn has, yeah. and it hasn't really worked yet. You think this is the time where maybe something like that comes together? Like on offense? Yeah. Yeah. Um, this kind of feels like the game where they would have to try some stuff like that. And it hasn't really worked, but like, I think you have to be smart about it. You know, I think, Hindsight, of course, is twenty twenty, but I think everybody looks at that fourth and fourth and one shot call and it's like, whoo, that was that was not that was not a good right. that was not good all the way around. Um, but yeah, I feel like this is a game where you're gonna have to kind of do some stuff like that. Um, not because I think you have to necessarily to beat Alabama's defense. I think Alabama's defense is they're merely top twenty instead of top five <laughs> across the board. Yeah, they're um, beatable on defense. Right. But but they've got to they got to find ways to kind of get 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 going and uh, find some explosiveness and drawing stuff up like that might be the key. And my thing is just if you're the Auburn offense, you've got to do everything you can to give your defense a break. I mean, oh for sure. Well, I mean, the the thing here to me is that lat and it's South Carolina and South Carolina, as we said last week, is not good at not stopping good. the run. Right. Bama is really good at stopping the run. Uh, it's one of the, it's, it's probably the best thing they do on defense. Um, it definitely is the best thing they do on defense statistically this season. This offense, uh, this offense has got to whatever they figured out last week and they didn't rotate as much on the offensive line and tank tank played really, really well. And they should have given them the ball more, especially on first downs. Uh, but they've got to do that. And like Auburn's got to have some like five, six, seven minute touchdown drives. Because Bama's going to hit back quick, mm-hmm. right? And that's going to be what they want to do. And so playing at home, playing with that crowd, like you have some sustained drives and just take your shots. Like and the, the funny thing is, is that this game, you know, we can talk about how Auburn has struggled the last couple of weeks. And we can talk about how like a month ago this this game felt completely different. But like say if Auburn doesn't lose the last two weeks and they're coming into this game, you know, nine and uh, – or, uh, eight, nine, uh, eight and three, or whatever. If they're coming into the camp, like we're still saying the same stuff. We're still saying like, oh yeah, you're gonna want to, you're gonna want to work the clock. You're gonna want right. to, you know, give, that it doesn't change anything that Alabama is. So even though you're not playing as well right now, the 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 motivations and the goals on offense remain the same. That's a good point. That's a good point. And um, yeah, very well said, Justin Ferguson. It's a Ferg Friday. Today's show brought to you by our friends. At betonline.ag, BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the sports action this Thanksgiving and holiday season. When you sign up at betonline.ag, use promo code LOCKEDON to get a 50% welcome bonus 
um, to receive some uh, some extra cash for your betting pleasure. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. Bet online, we're stuffed for deals this Thanksgiving. Also, today's show brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. It's the most wonderful time of the year, Black Friday. Built is going all out to make Black Friday weekend the most delicious Black Friday that ever was in the history of Black Fridays. New limited time flavors, new types of bars, and a winter wonderland of a deal. Uh, so they have 20% off of anything and everything at Built.com. Just use promo code LOCKED20, L-O-C-K-E-D-2-0. They've got a new flavor, Ruby Chocolate Puffs, as well as Lemon Dipped Cheesecake Puffs. And they have a new Built Bar uh, the Crave Bar. So be sure to check that out. If you go and buy two new of their brand new, uh, two brand new uh, of their candy bars, you can get a Crave Bar for free. So a lot of good stuff going at Built.com. Use promo code LOCKED20 for 20% off for your Black Friday action. Final few minutes here as Justin Ferguson with the Auburn Observer, our guest this morning. Hey, I think TJ Finley was fine against South Carolina. I don't think he got as much of the help and support that he probably deserved or probably needed to, to win the game. But I, I don't feel as, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think I, th- I think he did fine. I think he did fine against South he Carolina. Was fine. Is, is it going to be enough yeah. to beat uh, to beat Alabama? I, I don't know. I don't know. But I I don't know. Uh, here's my thing with TJ Finley. It's like he played. I think as well as you probably could have expected him to play in that game. Like sure. he is not a super accurate, super efficient passer at this point in his career. So throwing him in there in game eleven with an offensive line that has been banged up without your best receiver in Kobe Hudson. Like, right. he played, I think, as well as you could have expected. You know, he could have made some more throws. It, it was just like, he didn't. He was not the reason why he lost that game, right? It, he was not the reason why he lost that game. So, you know, does Auburn need him to be Superman to win this game? No. Two years ago, Bo Nix does not post a great line. He just makes the plays and takes the opportunities when he has them, yeah. and Auburn wins. It, it's a team effort, and I think it's going to have to be in this case as well. Do you think uh, do you think they'll be able to run the ball against Bama? I know we touched on that for a second, but you know Tank Bigsby, what kind of what kind of game you think he has tomorrow? It needs to it like he's got to be like tackle breaking, like tank, the tank of uh, of 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 old, the tank of the best we've seen this season. I think Auburn's offensive line is going to be in for for a tough time just because Bama's defensive front is Bama's defensive front, and this is the one thing they're really, really good at this year. Like, every Alabama fan's complaining about how they're not like Georgia this year on defense, right. and I get it. I get it, but they're really good at stopping their own. They're top five in the country in that, and it's like it's going to have to be Tank. You're going to have to break some tackles. Jarquez, you're going to have to, you're going to, have to hit a seam um, and and break some tackles. This is you, Sean Shivers. Uh, we, we remember what you did last time you were in this game. Uh, in Jordan Hare Stadium, so like, I think that's going to have to be a lot of that. Would I predict it? No, but I think if Auburn has any chance to be competitive in this game or you know have a chance to pull off the upset, they've got to run the ball. Do you get the impression? I mean, you, you could tell when Gus Malzahn was here, he worked on this game plan a little bit all year round. Um, this yeah. was not something that he just worked on, you know, the week of. Obviously, how do you think Harson's approaching this game? I mean, I, I think he did. He was. He did a good job bringing us back to, you know, the very first question he was asked at his Christmas yeah. Eve presser and all that, which yeah. was kind of a cool thing that he remembered all that. But what, um, I don't know, how do you think I'm he approaches I'm surprised this? he remembers anything from press conferences. Yeah. 
Yeah. This is the way I he wouldn't. handles them for sure. Especially like when, I mean, he was working on moving and, you know, uprooting his oh, family yeah. and coming here. But yeah, so do you think his approach to this is different or do you think it's just what he said at a, at, at a podium? You know, I think it's one of those things where he is big on like the one and oh every week kind of thing. Is that so still working? Are, is that still working? Huh? The one yeah. and oh fourth and one mentality. Is that still working? Yeah. Well, the fourth and one, the fourth and one didn't work last time. Um, I, uh, but it's, it's the thing where it's like, I think he treats every game as big and like from a scheme perspective and from like a preparation, like this is like every other game that they've had, but I think it has that kind of weighted importance. And I think, it's kind of the context that it's in, right? You know, like I said earlier, Auburn first-year head coaches come out of their first Iron Bowls usually with some sort of momentum, right? They either played competitively against – it goes all the way back to Pat Dye. They've either played competitively and led at some point against a top-10 Alabama team, or they've won. And so this is necessary for – and, like, if Auburn goes and gets smashed on Saturday, that doesn't mean – the Harson era is going to be a failure. That doesn't mean 2022 is going to be a failure. It just makes things a lot tougher. Yeah. The state loss made things a lot tougher. The South Carolina added onto it. And then now Alabama would add onto it. So I think there is this context of it's like, as he said, it, we've got to play our best game of the season this week. That is our goal. That is our focus. And so it's like, there's nothing else left. You, you play a bowl game. And I think the bowl game in year one means a lot more than maybe, you know, get year six under Gus Malzana bowl game may, may, Mayfield, but this is where you've got to put it all out there. Yeah. And if you, the pitch for your offense and your defense was they've got to be ready for everything, well, time to show them everything. And if it doesn't work and it doesn't, uh, at least you did it trying. And at least you did it with, with a strategy where Auburn fans can look at it and say, okay, I could see how maybe in a different situation, maybe down the line, this works a little more really. Maybe with a Maybe with a starting quarterback that has, you know, not just been thrust into it. Maybe with a better offensive line or better, you know, a, a better defensive cohesion. That's what they've got to do in this game. And you're at home, and it's like, come on. I know it's not been great this year, but this is Alabama at its most vulnerable probably than they've been in a while. Um, and number two is you're Auburn. You're playing in the Iron Bowl in Jared Harris Stadium. These games usually go well for you right. compared to not going well, even when you don't win. Um, so I think it's just Auburn's got to act like this is the game and this is the opportunity that they, that they normally, uh, show in a, in a matchup like this. Justin Ferguson, thank you for being flexible for your, uh, your holiday week and, and getting this recording in. How can folks sign up, um, to, to the observer? Yeah. AuburnObserver.com. Uh, really easy. Put in your email. It'll send you an email with all the instructions, $60 a month or $60 a year gets you access to everything we got going on. And, a lot of basketball, a lot of Iron Bowl coverage, and uh, we will see what the future holds for both programs because uh, it's going to be a busy next few weeks. Absolutely. And we'll talk about everything that happened over the weekend as well as Auburn basketball stuff on Monday's edition of the show. Have a fantastic weekend, everyone. This has been Locked on Auburn. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked on podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.